Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, it's Barraza. Happy, happy Wednesday to you. We continue to count down to Bob's Bar. Plus, ask the question, why is Stefan Diggs so upset in Buffalo? It's the best of the DA show now. We begin in Buffalo, where the Bills are wondering, what's eating Stefan Diggs? Maybe the Bills know, but seemingly nobody else does. Adam Schefter is as connected as any reporter could be for his or her sport. And the report from Schefter was, we've heard he's disgruntled, but we don't know why. Even Schefter doesn't know why? Why is this such a mystery? That Stefan Diggs is angry at something. Is it money? Is it role? Is it Josh Allen? Is it coaching? Is it scheme? Is it weather? What exactly is upsetting Stefan Diggs? And if Diggs isn't showing up now and Sean McDermott says yesterday, I don't want to talk about it, is this fixable or is he trying to force his way out? It is where we begin, your cold open. Steph is not here. Um, everybody else is here at the current time. How concerned are you about that? Oh, very concerned. Yeah, very concerned. I'm not going to get into And Listen, I respect everyone's, everyone's questions and what they want to know about our team. Right now, I'm just I'm not going to get into, into that anymore. So we'll talk about practice. Happy to do that. Happy to answer those questions. Um, and we'll move forward from there. I've got no doubts that, that we will figure out what's going on, and I freaking love them. I, I can't stress that enough. You know, there's uh, things that I, I, could, I could do better and, you know, to help out with this process and uh, try to get him back here and, and, you know, be the Buffalo Bill that he's, that he's meant to be. I think that there are some, some things that uh, could have gone better last year um, and didn't. Um, and just, you know, I think we're just, as, a, as an organization, maybe not communicating the right way. Um, with with everything so again just trying to talk and, and listen at the same time and um hear him out and, and like i said just try to move this forward as as quickly and as respectfully as you know as possible i don't believe it the most amazing sensational dramatic heart-rending it's da's top story here he goes it's your cold open so that was sean mcdermott and josh allen Bills are holding mandatory minicamp and Diggs isn't there. So you heard some interesting buzzwords. Allen saying there's things I could have done better. There's Sean McDermott saying that he is, quote, very concerned. And Allen saying internally we're working on some things, not football related. So there is something about the relationship between Diggs and Allen or Diggs, Allen and the organization or Diggs versus everybody, Diggs versus the world that is broken. And so let's piece this together. Number one, the Buffalo Bills needs Stephon Diggs. 
This is an AFC that is stacked top to bottom. This is an AFC East that is stacked. This is a conference and a division where for the Bills to be a Super Bowl contender, they really do need Stephon Diggs. In the football world, you can get rid of guys and slide other guys in, and nobody is really all that impossible to replace. I mean, a quarterback, of course, but outside of the quarterback position, hard to find guys that you can't even come close to to replicating. And even the quarterback position, look at the San Francisco 49ers, could tell you that, hey, you have the right organization, the right coaching, the right talent around you. You can even swap that position. But for the Bills, you look at the division specifically, and the Miami Dolphins obviously have big play weapons in Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill and an offense that, when two is healthy, puts up points. In New York, you add Aaron Rodgers to an offense that has seemingly big play capabilities, but now at least competent quarterbacking. In New England, maybe a little bit less, although they have invested a little bit on the offensive side for some wide receiver help as well for Mac Jones. And that's just getting out of the AFC East. In the AFC in general, the only way you are going to topple the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs is if you have a big play threat that comes in the form of Stephon Diggs. Because let's face it, the Bills last year were lacking even with Diggs at the wide receiver position. If it's not the Chiefs, it's the Bengals. And I'm not saying you have to have Jamar Chase, but it's hard to beat the Bengals if you don't have somebody that Josh Allen could go out there and make big plays like the Bengals could as well. And then take your pick of the other very good AFC teams. The Bills really do need digs and really do need to figure this out because they don't have a 1A. They don't have a 1B. They don't have a young rookie that you can say, okay, if Diggs is unhappy, we'll give those touches and those catches to this guy. There's just not that guy waiting in the wings. That's the problem here because B, this just feels like another diva wide receiver. I know there's a lot of players around the NFL that feel like they got to get theirs. They want more respect, more money, more touches, more whatever. That happens a lot. But how many times does this narrative circle around the wide receiver? It's always the wide receiver. It's always the wide receiver pouting, stomping his hands, screaming in the middle of the night like AJ when he wants to be fed. And you know what I say to the bourbon bell? We've got to work on things internally. You know what I say to the, <laughs> you know what I say to the bourbon bell? There are things I could have done better here. You know what I say to the bourbon bell when at three in the morning I got to hand him off? I go, I'm, quote, very concerned. <laughs> so I don't know why it's always the freaking wide receivers, but this is just, Diggs is a drama queen. Let's face it. There is a part of Diggs that is a drama queen. It is why the Bills aren't his first team and won't be his last team. That there was this with the Vikings for some reason, and now there's this with the Bills, and so there's an expiration date on Stefan Diggs' happiness, and it's exhausting when these wide receivers do it, but you make the deal with the devil. And when you hear Josh Allen say we're working through some things, and he's my guy, he'll always be my guy, I want what's best for him, 
This is a quarterback that understands two roles. Number one, try to make sure the guys know that you've got their backs. But number two, he knows he needs it. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Twitter, DA on CBS. The thing I don't understand is how does Schefter or Rappaport not know why Diggs is unhappy? And if they do know, why would they not report it? If he's unhappy about a contract, fine. That's reported all the time. Unhappy about his role in the offense? Happens all the time. When Diggs is flailing at Josh Allen at the end of the playoff loss against the Bengals, what is that about? Is it just that they're losing and he's frustrated that he wants to win? That's what we were told. Or is there something more that he doesn't trust the quarterback? He felt like the quarterback didn't have his back in a team meeting or something like this. What is this? Why is this not being reported? When people are unhappy in the NFL, everybody knows why. But this guy's not showing up and all the insiders can't tell us why? Does this suggest that this is a little bit more theatrical or soap operatic than your normal wide receiver unhappy with touches? I think that we now have crossed over to the page six territory where it's very uncomfortable for Adam Schefter or Rappaport to go this route. But look, we know the stories about his girlfriend or soon-to-be wife breaking up with him, unfollowing him on Instagram, and her friends, there's all screenshots posting, taking husband applications for it, tagging it, and there was like wild Reddit Instagram rumors, I, I they're not mine, that Josh Allen impregnated a bartender in Buffalo before the playoff game with Cincinnati. And that that story had come out, and that was a big story in the Bills' locker room, and it was the reason people thought Allen wasn't as, like, on top of the game versus the Bengals. And Diggs was spent screaming. Now, these are completely unfounded, but there's enough Instagram breadcrumbs from Brittany Williams' ex-girlfriend's friends posting stuff over the last couple months that it feels like Diggs thinks that Allen is not that kind of leader and his head wasn't on straight. Okay, so I didn't know any of this. Oh, I've, I thought we had discussed this on the air a couple months ago. Was that just with Bogues? Probably Bogues because I I didn't know any of this. Okay. So before the playoff game, did you say Diggs got his girlfriend broke up Allen. with him? This okay. is all Josh Allen. So stuff. Josh Allen, the girl that was at the draft that became his fiance that we had seen a million times in boxes, her name is Brittany Williams, okay? Brittany Williams... Some couple months, or it might have even been October, suddenly unfollowed Josh Allen out of nowhere on social media, and people noticed it because it's a tight-knit group up in Buffalo. And as the story goes, Josh Allen had Is this a... right around when I went up there for the Vikings game? Right around there. Right around there. <laughs> okay. Okay. It led to, at times, Josh Allen's, that girl, Brittany Williams, being on Instagram with her friends. Her friends... Tagging her, including this one, Car Brook, taking husband applications for her. For her, okay. So that at that point, Josh Allen's broken up with his girlfriend. Broken up. Josh Allen refused to give anything. She didn't like that he threw two red zone interceptions against the Vikings. Complete. <laughs> I want to make this clear. This is not my room. Complete gossip rumors emerged in the immediacy of losing the playoff game. That why all of a sudden things went in the tank with Diggs exploding on him was the rumor out there is that Josh Allen got a bartender in Buffalo pregnant. And that this story... The wings are really good. That this became public or either she became positive or like the girlfriend right ahead of the playoffs with the Bengals. And they imploded. And the idea was Diggs, who was passionately seen screaming on the sideline, was so frustrated that Allen's 
you know, lack of focus on the team and more focus on this was costing the team and that you hear Josh Allen talk about things he could have done better, that it's their relationship that's completely strained now, that Diggs really thought they lost an opportunity because he was sleeping around. So that is interesting. If that's the case here, Wow, I didn't know any of this. If well, that's, if before that, you finish, I just want to say I think that is why Schefter would not go that route because it just seems odd for an NFL reporter to go yeah. page 60. Yeah, he can't do that. Right. You're right. He can't do that. That must be the reason. But it seems odd that Stephon Diggs is that upset that his quarterback broke up with his girlfriend. I mean, you've got to imagine that stuff happens all of the time in NFL locker rooms. Like, all of these guys, none of them – okay, Few of them have rock-solid relationships in their mid-20s that don't go through something. I mean, I'm sure plenty of teammates in that locker room end up sleeping around town or having whatever relations based on Instagrams and DMs and what have you. So that seems like such a weird thing to like have a war over. Well, it's not football. Let's not pretend. I guess it is football if you think it's connected to football. Well, I was going to say, and let's not pretend Diggs is innocent. I mean, during a playoff win for once with Kirk Cousins, he was still screaming at Kirk Cousins <laughs> right. on the sideline. So clearly, I don't think something's all there with like Diggs and that mentality. But I mean, in that locker room, it's got to be boiling over that you keep knocking on the door. The year before is the 13 seconds with the Chiefs that you were so close. You're pouring everything into this, and somebody like Diggs, who I think probably. Caring too much is the wrong word, but cares in weird ways. Maybe they really looked at last year as like, this is finally the year. And then it felt like to him, we're all pouring our work in here, bro. And you're letting your dirty laundry seep in and you're not focused here. And we're losing games. Well, I guess we would have some evidence if we're now six months from the playoff game. And she's got to be pretty far along, right? If there's a little Josh Allen on the way. I don't know if there's officially a little Josh Allen on the way. Who knows? I'm not going to get into any of that. Again, we don't know what happened with it. All I know is this. There's an AJ, maybe now a little JA. You have NFL reporters plugged in who can't figure out what's going on, and Josh Allen himself saying he could have done things better. And we know for a fact he broke up with the girlfriend and her, that whole Instagram unfollow thing. I mean, there's enough there that makes you wonder. There's something here that doesn't make sense. Wow, well, how about that for a cold open? Here I am going, why don't we know what's happening? What could it be? Why can't they say it? Then my question is answered by Mraz in the same segment. I guess this potentially could be why. Could be why. And I don't want to hear about money. Diggs is getting paid almost as much as any receiver right now. So it can't be that. Yeah. There you have it. Good show, Head. Wow. She's a bad girl, David. And my apologies. I thought we had discussed this rumor on the air with you. No. Everybody's been off a million times, so maybe we didn't get into it. No, the only thing I I knew about Buffalo was freaking barbell wings and Google it in the, up there. Google it in the break. Now I feel like I left you hanging. Google it in the break. You could read up about oh, all no, the stuff. No, I got a good. That was a good summit. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, you can always watch the show, and I highly encourage you to get familiar with watching the show for Friday because the Bob's Bar extravaganza is going to be all a visual blur of ridiculousness. That is available on YouTube. Go to the CBS Sports Radio channel on YouTube for the live show every single day and the archive show also on Twitch. And you can also watch us at watchda.com. That's mobile friendly. Sound check begins on the football side of things with Sean McVay. The Los Angeles Rams going through a rebuild, right? 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 I'm really excited about working with this team. You can see there's been just tangible evidence of improvement every single day. Um, let's continue to be in the moment. Let's enjoy it. And these guys are fun to, to coach and feel the same way on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of young guys that are out there playing on teams as well. So as we know, and has been well documented. Um, there'll be a lot of youth, but there's still some really great veteran leadership here. Yeah, I don't think he actually says that they're going to be good. He just is super excited about coaching all these guys. A lot of veterans, a lot of young guys. I really like this team. Vegas is over under a six and a half wins for the Los Angeles Rams. Over or under? Under. I think they win exactly six. They will have a win or two you don't expect. I would agree. But they're a six and 11 team, you think? Yeah, I think six and 11. And McVay is auditioning maybe for Brady's job he doesn't want on Fox next year. Right. McVay's got one foot out the door. You know, he's done this for a long time. At at some point, you got to hang him up. It's been a lifetime in football for Sean McVay. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, everybody says you want to get out of coaching before your 40th birthday. Exactly. You know, they always say you don't want to burn out by coaching past 36. <laughs> you, you, you want to get out. You want to get out when your your message is still fresh. There's nothing sadder than showing up to your 20th high school reunion. You're still an NFL coach. <laughs> McVay's just going to be exhausted by a lifetime in football. I mean, how long has this been? 
seven years as a head coach? Oh, my God. Oy. He's been a head coach since, like, 2016 or something. Let this guy go already. Let him just ride off into the sunset. Hasn't he given you enough Rams? Why are you holding him hostage? Ask him to coach more. Oh, let the guy move on and do something else in his life. He's only got a few more years left of this earth. He's going to be 40 in a few years. Let him go. Here is one of his former players, Odell, who arrived at Ravens minicamp. And Odell, oh, he's got that chip on his shoulder. I've been doubted all my life, so that's really, you know, for the other people to do, and that's their own, you know, that's their, that's what they got going on. It's not what I got going on. Um, but, yeah, the time off just allowed me to grow and learn. If you think about it, it was it was the longest season for me ever because we made it to the Super Bowl. I also had started training since last November consistently. So I was training, you know, it, it was just a long season. I was at the end. I remember um, – you know, Cooper Cup and I looked at I looked at each other and I was like, I'm happy this is the last week because I can't do another one. So um, the doubts is for whoever has them to have them, but that's not what um, enters my mind and my body. It's just so funny when athletes do the I've been doubted my entire life. No. Mm -mm. When at 10 years old, you're the best wide receiver in your youth league or the best player in your youth league, you're definitely not being doubted. When in high school, colleges like LSU are recruiting you, you're definitely not being doubted. When you're the 12th pick overall in the draft, maybe there were 11 teams that doubted you, but the rest of the league didn't. When you make three consecutive Pro Bowls, nobody's really doubting you. When in those three years, you were widely considered one of the best wide receivers in football, and some at that time might have called you the best wide receiver in football, you're definitely not being doubted. And so it is just, it's so exhausting. Now, these days, sure. If you want to say that Odell can turn around and say people think that his career is over, absolutely. Doubt that he could be productive, explosive, a great wide receiver again, yes. But just don't say all my life. Just don't say that because like the other the other role that the rest of human the humanity has is we were all way worse than you at football for our entire lives, and you were the chosen one. We were doubted because we stunk way more than you did on the football field. You got huge money contracts, sneaker deals, drafted in the first round of the NFL draft, Played for a massive, huge football program. You think that's being doubted? Finally, here's JR. You know, JR is the best because he's taking phone calls all night. He's got takes. He's also got empathy. And last night, A's fans went to the reverse boycott. Might have been symbolically the end of the A's in Oakland is yesterday. Vegas lawmakers did clear the way, did vote yes to giving John Fisher taxpayer money, which is a sin, but it happened. And so here's a distraught A's fan calling up JR. And the only thing I would ask from an A's fan here is just show JR some respect. Ricardo, he's calling from Oakland. You're on the JR Sport Reef Show. What's up, Ricardo? Can you hear me? 
I can hear you. How you doing? JT, I'm very emotional tonight. So oh, just crap. bear with me. Okay. Call me JT. But it's JR. Right. <clears throat> JT. I mean, JT, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm sitting in the parking lot. Oh, no. One of the most amazing events. In, in I'm not talking Major League Baseball. I'm talking about sports history. Tonight, my city of Oakland showed the world. Commissioner Manfred, how passionate fans are. What we did tonight was special. Forget about the game. The game was okay. We're, we're, we're not talking about the game, but the game was special, J.T. It was in, I mean, J.R., I'm sorry, man. I'm just a little emotional, and I'm not putting on here. Uh, Oakland is soul-searching tonight, and it came through. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ricardo. Wow. It sucks they that see that sucks they're gonna move them to Vegas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you guys know how supportive I've been of A's fans and keeping the A's in Oakland. So I don't want to be flipping about this guy's emotion. I'm sure that's a crushing moment last night when you realize, my God, my favorite team is gonna move, and that was an awesome event. Awesome, awesome event, and I wish I could have been there. I really, really wish I could have been there. That's the type of stuff that I live for. I just want to separate that for a second. <laughs> that call is awesome because he starts by crying, ends with crying, and in between, call JR JT and JG. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry. then finally gets to JR. <laughs> JG. A Jake T in there, like a Jake. Jake, a Jake was there, Jake. <laughs> yeah, Jake T. I don't know. We're sort of chef coughing into the Jr. thing at that point. <laughs> and can I point out, I was here last Thursday night, so I got a chef visual. That guy was running the board in a sleeveless T-shirt. Wow, it smelled like a gym locker in that room. A oh. tank top. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if there's like if there's a that that's a more strenuous board hopping shift. Do <laughs> you need to have gym apparel on? That, that's not a first for Shep. I've seen that before. Cause Shep will come directly from here from a run or maybe yeah. from the gym or Dog something. Walk. I've seen him work in a tank top before. Or basketball practice. Yeah. Whew. You know, it, in some ways I have to apologize to Moraz because I've said I've laid down the law, no sweatpants if you're working on this show. Yeah. But I think I would prefer sweatpants over a sleeveless oh, tank top. You should, next time the kid can't sleep, take a long drive down here to a different day part and walk around and see what Sean isn't. And you might cut him a little more slack around here. So you're saying that overnight and nights are just lawless. All I'm saying is that the last thing I wanted to see at 11.15 on a Thursday after a terrible Met loss in Atlanta angering the postgame show was to come down here and see Shep's armpits. <laughs> Did he shave the armpits? No. So they were. They were. Uh, they were. He seems to grow it well. They were healthy. Very healthy. <laughs> Robust. <laughs> so he had carrot top and a headlock. I think a plane could crash in there and kids could survive for a couple of weeks. <laughs> on cassava yeah. flour? <laughs> to beef up the padding if Schwartz gives him the business on Friday. <laughs> uh, I did want to add, though, part of the reason I played that clip, I was curious to hear your guys' reaction. I have been crushed for crying about my teams and taking them too seriously before in the show. I just want to see if you guys are going to side with this guy and then thus come across it's the different. Park. It's different. 
Is it? Yes, because <laughs> because yes. You cry over players retiring, players getting traded, the team losing. This is a man that has lost his entire well-being because his favorite team is gone. It's leaving. Your team will always be there. Your teams aren't moving. Your players may change, but your franchise is always there. If the Yankees up and left for Toledo, I would allow you to cry. I don't think I would because I'd just order the package and watch them in Toledo. <laughs> the Toledo Yankees. Well, you'd be fans, t- fans leave and relocate to other for jobs and stuff. Do they start crying because they're leaving their teams behind? It's the same thing. You're just not near them. They still exist. Doesn't mean it doesn't suck. It's not I like they're dissolving the as a franchise. He could be an A's fan. They just play further away. I mean, I don't know that I would cry. And he can't cry that he's not going to games. He probably wasn't anyway. Who's but, to say that Ricardo's not going to games? You he's don't the know. guy banging the drum in center field. You don't know. <laughs> I I don't think I would cry either. But if the Mets left New York yeah. to relocate to Tulsa, I would be emotionally broken. Yes, they would be the Tulsa Mets. And yes, I could watch them on the package. But that would be really crushing uh, internally if my my favorite team mm-hmm. left town. I agree. Look, I'm I'm a crier. I love a good cry. So I respect him for crying. I'm just, you know, you guys have now picked and choose when you cry. I cried when Jeter talked about the passage of time, what it meant. It's the same thing. I, I just, I like seeing the glass house here. The, G- the Jeter one is a little bit more understandable because it represented more than just a player leaving. It represented, as you said, childhood passing but you you cried when Callahan was traded I mean mm-hmm. that's your captain but you acted like he died you acted like I he guess died. and look if you cry after a really bad loss it just sucks when you feel like you're the only person related to the team that's putting any emotion into this thing this is a real death I mean like if your favorite player died that would be akin to your team leaving That'd be different. I I, I would allow you to cry. Yeah, I I mean, I think the player dying is worse. They're never coming back. The team at least exists, though. Mm. Like, a Baltimore Colts fan that watched his team go to Indianapolis is not supposed to feel emotionally broken. No, they are. Browns fans that watch them become the Baltimore Ravens, they're allowed to cry. Those people are allowed to cry. You can't just say, like, why don't you just become a Ravens fan? I think you're allowed to cry about anything. Unless you're Pete, then you just cry about everything, and we've had it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, at least Sean is consistent because we have the negative of the crying up against the positive of his week one explosion after Giants Titans. Yeah. So at least he lives on both ends of the spectrum. Right. That's true. Mine eyes. Mine eyes. The Giants are one and oh. Mine eyes. And that's your sound check. Standing by, headlined this morning, another champion crowned is a kind sir, Andrew Bogish. DA, it's all sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. Insured a lot of things, so bundled today at Progressive.com. Yes, all the gambling and casino puns apply now that the Vegas Golden Knights own the Stanley Cup in year six of their existence. Game five with the Panthers last night as close as Sean is 
to losing 100 pounds by any of his daughter's birthdays. Dinnan <laughs> looking cross high. Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down. And a waffle. And go into the goal. It's a hat-trick. And the clincher. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. That's Was right. that rude? That's not right. That's not yeah, right. Yeah, it's the That's... first hour, too. And Look, we starting can, strong today. We we can make the mile marker AJ's high school graduation. He's got he's got eighteen <laughs> Wait, we, years. We just reset the clock. Eighteen yeah. years. He's got. Well, DA's going to gain and have to lose hundred pounds by AJ's high school Me graduation. Whereas in twenty forty, we'll go on our big diet weight loss plan. <laughs> he's going to be AJ's going to be high school class of twenty forty two. Okay. Are they going to have high schools 20, then? 2042. That's high school. Adam Driver just flew into that year. So, tw- <laughs> 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 so in 2040, I'll have gained 100 pounds, and then me and you can do some weight loss Oof. challenge here on the show. It'll be <laughs> quarter mile into the table rock hike. We're going to be huffing and puffing. Yeah. Could you gain and lose 100 before he loses 100? Yeah. He so says so yeah. confidently. Yeah, yeah. I, it'll be. It would be hard for me to gain a hundred pounds. My frame's not necessarily. I think built for a hundred pound weight gain. It's not as hard as you think. <laughs> it might not be, but I could lose a hundred pounds pretty quickly because I have far more discipline than Mraz, and I've already instituted some things in my life that I know are limitations eating wise, exercise no, wise. No, so no, 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 I, I have no, some. No, no, I have some fundamentals no. to where I could lose it a no. lot faster than. No, him. you don't because you don't understand. I don't have the fundamentals because I already lost them by gaining that hundred pounds. You think you have fundamentals now, but if you let them go and abandon them to lose the hundred, your mental capabilities are shot now. You cannot lose them as fast. I don't know. You have a little bit of muscle memory. It's kind of like Kerry Collins having that resurgence with the Giants. He was once a good quarterback, then got into booze and stuff and became fatted out of shape. But then he could get back to it because it like there were some fundamentals at the base. I guess. Still got blanked at a Super Bowl and ended up with the Raiders and Titans <laughs> after. And there are actors that gain weight for roles and then yeah. cut it right off. Brandon so Frazier? Yeah, you don't just no, he had to be a thin. fat suit. He got uh, a little fat, though. A little fat? Yeah, he got fat in the face to make it easier, apparently, for the CGI stuff to work. There's been some guys that gain a lot of weight for roles. Yeah. And then you know what? When I got hired for the DA show, they're like, we need the fat guy. Please <laughs> eat a lot of Otis Spunkmeyers. We need your ride for the overnight years. So if you want to lose 100 pounds, just get off the show. Yeah. You're yeah, exactly. actually not that far off, considering now our bosses like that you're the funny, crazy fat guy. They, they encourage yeah. that. They want you face first into a box of Entenmann's every morning. Yeah, you should go back and have re- look if you have receipts. Maybe you can get like a tax write-off. Good point. For all the food Good you point. ate and prep for this job. <laughs> There's no business doubt. expenses. Supersized at 97. Business expenses. Pete, can we cover this? Imagine t- telling your accountant that. Look, they're demanding I'm the fat guy. <laughs> Here's my Wendy's order from Tuesday, May the 13th. Here's my KFC order from June the 6th. I didn't want to eat that. You think I wanted a second Baconator? I was just following orders. Uh, the highlight, by the way, was Dan Duva on Golden Knights Radio. I got Knights mouths Radio. to feed, including my own. Actually, it's just one at the moment. Looks like four. What's going on? There it is. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Wednesday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. That's all that really matters. And we appreciate you being with us. 
We are two days away from the Bob's Bar show. So get your dancing shoes ready because we got a lot of guests, a lot of surprises, a lot of moving parts. Enough so to make Pete the Body nervous, which is the perfect amount, obviously. We've got Badlands Booker, and before we get into the meat of this segment, just a big thanks to Badlands. If you come out on Friday, you'll get to meet one of your heroes. He is one of the great competitive eaters ever. He has competed in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest multiple times. He has set world records for chugging stuff, all types of liquid, and... He is showing up on Friday to ceremoniously, not unceremoniously, ceremoniously belch in Mraz's face, then slap him with a kielbasa and push him into the pool as we celebrate the beginning of summer and Foxy on the bagpipes will play Old Lang Syne. Wow, you finally got it. And Badlands, we've had to help him along with, hey, can you come here? Can he come then? Can we do this? And he just keeps saying, yes, 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 whatever you guys need me for. So there's never been a more team-first superstar than Badlands Booker. All-time DA show Ring of Honor member. All-time. So Friday is going to be special, and we're at the point where in our group text thread, Pete's getting a little nervous. And again, that just tells me we have just enough going on. Yeah, and actually, the more people that show up in rent-a-cars, the better, because if there becomes a little bit of a backup and Zach is not parking cars fast enough, I've already informed my mother, Nancy, if she gets antsy, calm down, Pete will park the excess cars if Zach's not hurrying up. So we have found something for Pete to do, uh, park those extra cars. No, Pete actually was awesome last year, if you remember, as our stage director. He was incredible. People over here, move this over here. He was our on-site orchestrator, and he was awesome. I mean, on one hand, Pete is made for this event, but on the other hand, this event has made his eyes fall out of his head this week, and that's why he's not here right now. Yeah, Pete's been out the last couple of days. He had something going on with his eyes, I know. Yeah. He thought maybe it was the forest fire smoke, wildfire smoke. <laughs> I don't think it was. But, yeah. I didn't believe that one from the from from the job. But we just got to get him rehabbed and healthy because we need Pete in on Friday. He's got to show up. It could be his Willis Reed show. It could be. Oh my God! Here comes Pete Bellotti limping out of the fog. I can't look. We're not giving Pete a round of applause, acting like he's a hero for showing up and and checking a couple volumes. We're not. No. If you see Pete dragging on one leg out of a Camry up your driveway. At 5.55, we're not giving him a round of applause? I'm going to ask, what, did he sleep on the wrong side of his foot that he's dragging his leg? You didn't see him the other day, though. Bad shape. Fair. Bad scene. Okay, he's got four days. Let's go dust himself up. This is a Super Bowl for us. we got to be there. I don't care what wrestling pay-per-views on Thursday night. Let's go. <laughs> he's often not there, though. Super Bowl week. <laughs> Turn off SmackDown. Let's go. <laughs> no, he'll be there. He knows how much it means to his legacy. Does he? I think so. He wants to meet the people. He loves the people. Yes, he needs the handshake. I can definitively on the say, if I know anything about Pete, it's that he hates people. Well, he does hate people, but not our people. Right. He, he loves he, our people. I can say with yes. definitive, Pete hates our people. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, okay. He might hate them when they're calling yeah. or tweeting or writing on Twitch, 
But when they're telling Pete how good Pete is, that's, right. that's what he needs. That outweighs the hate. If I see Moist Pork lying to Pete's face about how much he loves him, I'm walking off the set on Friday. You don't think Moist Pork really loves Pete? No, and nor do I think Pete loves Moist Pork. You think they're at each other's throats secretly? I think Pete, I will just tell you this, Pete is gets very annoyed with the Twitch audience. I think he's he's gone more YouTube. So any of those, that crew, he's not very, very big on. YouTube is a little bit more friendly. Yeah. Twitch is a little bit more feisty. <laughs> you got to have sandpaper to be in that Twitch chat. You walk out of there with scars. I'm pretty sure somebody <laughs> wrote on that the other day that Pete shouldn't be on camera. That's how bad he looked the other morning. <laughs> I think that was Pete that wrote that from a fake account. <laughs> Pete's burner accounts. Yeah, well, Pete wasn't shown on camera that day because he had so much stuff in his eye. I, I, again, well, I was from home. You were from home. I think he was on camera looking beat up, and someone said... He doesn't need to be on camera today. <laughs> what, he looked like the Toxic Avenger? I think he did. His, his like right eye was like slowly melting down his face. He was sloth in the Goonies? <laughs> Baby, Groot? <laughs> That's a br- actually, I, the last thing I want is an eye injury. That's brutal. Hey, you guys! I, Pete's got to wear an eye patch Friday with a Buccaneer hat. I think he should do it. In a creamsicle he should, Yeah, he should come as the creamsicle Bucks uniforms with the eye patch on. <laughs> Baker Mayfield! <laughs> Only the intern was here that morning, and when he started to hand me his keys to pay his parking meter... She reached for them, and I said, do not touch those. Could you you don't have sick days. <laughs> Could you imagine starting your internship, and you come into iCrud Pete and DA Wait. from home? Sean, this is not the, the business for me. That was the first time she met Pete after we bombarded her with Pete warnings last week. Pete's got to come in with a parrot on his shoulder. Oh, ye islanders. <laughs> I only got one good eye. But I can see that Comrex's levels are appropriately high. Maybe we can see how fast Badlands can eat the gook out of Pete's eye. <laughs> Pete's drinking <laughs> Captain Morgan all day. Can we oil boil with Pete's tears? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, look at this. Gabe in Vancouver is taking the gook out of Pete's eyes and oiling up Boyle's Peck. Come on. I see the oil and I see the boil. A pink eye outbreak on Long Island being reported from a radio show doing a live remote. Super spreader event. Third annual Bob's Barbie comes a super spreader pink eye event. Steven Zaverna Park won't stop itching by next Thursday. (laughs) All right. Friday is the Bob's Bar show, but right now we are delivering the final edition of Canadian Bacon. The sizzle of the best goals. Sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The saltiness of the best games. God, we're having a good time. Having a good time. 
crave the nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a hockey, you know, it's only it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? He's a good guy. It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon. Only on the DA Show. Okay, Mariz, it all came down to game five last night in Vegas. Take it away. All right, Damon. Lord Stanley was in T-Mobile Arena looking to add a line with unlimited data last night. The Panthers took the ice without their best player, Matthew Kachuk, who we would learn postgame had a broken Jack sternum. Raz, Raz, that's a bad injury, Raz. Vegas was ready for a rock fight as they got a stone goal in the first period to give them a one to nothing lead. Moments later, Nicholas Hagia, Hagia, shake it, shake it like a Polaroid picture. White Cloud deep in his own zone, rings it around, Marcia so tips it out, another two on one. Eichel with Barbashev, Eichel right side, pulls to the middle, couldn't get a shot away, now he does, it's loose at the goal line, another try, they score! The Panthers were beginning to feel like outcasts, down two to nothing in the first period. Aaron Ekblad put a bad taste in the Knights' mouths with a second period goal to cut the Vegas lead to two to one. The next goal, though, would be a pivotal one if the Panthers were to save their season. But an ageless wonder elected to make the Vegas crowd go crazy. Rebound to the far side for Hagee. Panthers back to the neutral zone. Steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Alec Martinez made the game 3-1, to one, and that's exactly why the Knights have him on the roster. Nine years ago, you, were, you might remember, Martinez scored in double overtime in Game 5 of the 2014 Cup Final to clinch a parade for the Kings. The night would remain golden, and the party was officially on from that point forward. They would score three more goals in the second period to put Vegas in front 6-1, to one, entering the third period. Chance of, we won. Want the cup? We want the A's. We want Brady to play quarterback. And again, of we want the cup. All Ray down from Vegas fans during the final intermission. Ivan Barbashev gave the Panthers a hot towel shave when he extended the Knights' lead to seven to one. After two meaningless Panther goals, the goalie would be pulled with an incredible six minutes left in regulation. Marky Mark Stone would come on, come on, feel it, feel it. Feel the vibration. It's such a good vibration. Such a sweet sensation. Bennett looking cross eye. Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down. It'll waffle and go into the goal. That's a hat trick in the clincher. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8 3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. One in the first, one in the second, and now. A goal in the third period, sending the Knights to what will be a Stanley Cup championship. That would get Mark Stone a hat trick on the strip and put the Panthers out of their misery as Vegas ended their long, long six-year drought as a franchise with their first Stanley Cup, a punctuating 9-3 win. Stone's first hat trick in the Stanley Cup final, the first since Colorado Avalanche star Peter Forsberg had one in Game 2 in 96 against the Florida Panthers. After the game, Vegas head coach Bruce Springsteen Cassidy on these glory days. What I didn't know 
Right away when I got hired, he says he was going to win the Stanley Cup in year six, and I found it was year six after I signed. So I said, all right, there's a little bit of pressure here, but here we are. Uh, and here we are, the end of Canadian bacon for 2023. Thank you, Pat Boyle. Thank you, Greg Caserta. Thank you, Carlos Ortiz. And you, the listeners, for a pork season we will never forget. Happy 90th birthday today, Uncle Dick. And that is your Canadian bacon. Wow. Uncle Dick turns 90 today. Okay. Pete the body out. Carlos with a K in. What's the Carlos with a K grade? <laughs> Is that four and a half? Four, seven, five. Four, seven, five. Mm. Wow. Just off of a perfect five oinks. Well, let's dissect this Canadian bacon. Number one, T-Mobile Unlimited Data. That was good stuff. Also, you're always going to get me to laugh to a Jack Stern impersonation. That was solid off the top. The Hagia. Was that it? Was that a player's name? Hagia. Hagia. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't great. It was not great. No. It, it, that's what did it for me. Hagia was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, that was a stretch. Uh, but that's a critique, the negative, few and far between. Echblad. Bad taste in our mouths. Mm-hmm. Very good. Marky Mark, how do we feel about the good vibrations? That was the song portion of Canadian Bacon. So I thought that the good vibrations kind of fit into more of a sweet emotion uh, Aerosmith (laughs) performance. Like I think we lost the pacing, if that's the the right musical term. Uh, It faded off of the original Marky Mark version, but I liked it. Bruce Springsteen Cassidy said these are the glory days. Well played. You liked it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, sometimes we've killed Mraz on, so your play is just they have the same first name. (laughs) It is what it is. It's not great, but it's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, by and large, a a pretty good effort there. Yeah. Really good effort. I Again, if if I had tenths of an oink available to me, I might get a little closer to five. It it flirted with a five, but, like, the Hague song was just a little bit off, and Good Vibrations wasn't true to the Marky Who's the Who is the female voice on that song? I try to find it real quick. What? I don't think it's famous. Hold on. Let me just re-sing this because you're saying I'm off. Come on. Come on. Feel it. Feel it. Yeah, this is feel all good. the vibration. It's such a good vibration. Such a sweet sensation. That's exactly how the song sounds. <laughs> I would I would send you back to exactly. the tape. Exactly. And no, well, you know even, what I mean in pacing, in melody terms. No, I think when you did it live, that was better than the original version from you. That was closer to the Funky Bunch than what you did live three minutes earlier. Okay. But overall, really good. No yeah. real stumbles, no, no real slip-ups. Solid performance. Mm-hmm. Even get an Uncle Dick reference at the end. That's always fun. Is that your smart Uncle Dick? Is he the yeah. 90th yeah. birthday today? Yep. He worked for NASA. Yeah. Yeah. He's listening this morning on an Alexa 90th birthday. I knew this Canadian bacon meant a lot to him. I'm sure it could be the last one he hears. Very good. And the kids, huh? So we're going from kids to great grandpas. Everybody's listening, man. We cover all ages. And uh, Carlos, so the only thing you graded down was a quarter of an oink for the Hague. Yeah. Yeah, the outcast bit. I understand what he was doing. Just the execution just dropped it for like, but I thought everything else was on par. I wasn't going to be a harsh grader, but I I thought 475. I thought about four and a half, but you know what? Uh, I think he did well overall. The script writing was great. Hmm. 
I mean, I did follow it up by saying the Panthers were beginning to feel like outcasts. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. that part. Okay. Yeah. Do we think Pete the Body would have given it a four seven five? He just texted us, so let's see. Or would he have given it a five? Never mind. He's too worried about himself. Um, mm. I think he would have given me a four point two five. No, four and a half. Four and a half. He always takes off a quarter on because he doesn't like me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dan tweets in, Pat who, the true king, need not guarantee a five-o-anchor because he just delivered one. Kid in Tuscaloosa at needs a role model. (laughs) 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 That is the name of a Twitter handle. It's really long. The avatar is a little kid. And the name of the Twitter handle is... Kid in Tuscaloosa at needs a role model. <laughs> and the handle is at needs a role model. Yeah. He was your target demo Friday oh involvement recently. Tears in my eyes from Marez's <laughs> Canadian bacon. Finally, he is one of America's great heroes. <laughs> Hashtag Canadian Bay King. <laughs> Kid in Tuscaloosa tweeted it. <laughs> That's who it's for. That's who this was all for these last two months. That kid. Kid in Tuscaloosa is now an account. Timbo Slice tweets in five oinker. Mazzy Mraz and the fatty bunch just crushed it. (laughs) Good vibrations. Mazzy Mraz and the fatty bunch. I don't like that. (laughs) They might be performing on Friday. And everywhere Evan says, been listening to Bacon since day one. That was definitely Mraz's best effort. Top steez. Couldn't have asked for a better way to end this year's Bacon. All applause to Mraz. Hashtag the king has returned. Wow. Big applause for Mraz. Big, big applause. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Choose your weapon. Peeps with salsa or a kielbasa to the face. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for being with us. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. The Vegas Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions. They've been around for only six years. They've been to the Stanley Cup final twice and now have finally clinched it and hoisted the Stanley Cup. For Vegas's first professional team, so very cool for the residents of Las Vegas. Very cool for that franchise. Great ownership, great execution, and just an avalanche of talent that the Florida Panthers were unable to keep up with. 
Joining us this morning on the show, a guy that has hoisted the championship trophy three different times, twice with the Boston Red Sox, once with the Chicago Cubs. Joining us this morning on the show is John Lester. John, good morning. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. You know, last night in baseball, we had kind of a an interesting event where there was the reverse boycott. Oakland A's fans showed uh-huh. up to show that they really care. Obviously, playing in the American League as long as you did, you made some road trips out to Oakland. You played the A's before. How does it feel knowing that there probably won't ever be an Oakland A's coming up here soon? Uh, I mean, it's a little weird. I mean, obviously, anytime a team moves, which hasn't happened, you know, all that often in our lifetime, but it's happened a little bit, and um, you know, it'll be a different, uh, a different feel. Um, you know, it, it sucks because there's such good history there. I mean, they've had they've had a lot of good runs out there, and, and obviously won some World Series, and a lot of great players have come through that organization. Uh, so, you know. It, it sucks, and, and you know, it, it, it's hard sometimes to understand that baseball is a business, and, and uh, unfortunately, uh, the people have to run it that way, um, and they're, they're making a business decision, and, and this is what they're doing. There are a pair of aging aces in New York with the Mets that have really had a tough time getting on track, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Obviously, you were an ace in your time as well, and there has to be a decision at some point of when to walk away. I wonder if Scherzer and Verlander are having those conversations. When you see a couple of guys like that that have won World Series and been Cy Young Award winner struggling, what's the first things that come to mind? Uh, well, I mean, kind of knowing the ins and outs of, of the game and, and the, the length of seasons and, and stuff like that and the way your body works, I'm sure there's, They've either dealt with something or they're dealing with something that they're trying to get through right now. Um, you know, the, the pedigree is too strong between those two guys. They work too hard um, to, to have those results all year. I'm sure, you know, I know it's getting a little later in the year. It's, it's June and, um, you know, and all that. But I, I think they'll be fine. I think by the end of the year you'll look up and you'll see that, that they're, uh, you know, it may not be Cy Young numbers like you kind of come to expect from those guys, but – you know, I bet by the end of the year they'll they'll still turn in pretty good pretty good numbers. Well, when you're an aging pitcher like that, and maybe you don't have the same velocity anymore, you have to figure out different ways to get guys out. So, what's that evolution like? As maybe your stuff begins to wane, so you got to figure out other tools to use in your tool bag. Uh, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta make adjustments, right? I mean, it's kind of kind of life. You got to make adjustments in life. You got to make adjustments on the mound and. Uh, the hard part is buying into them sometimes, especially if you've got to make a midseason. You know, when you're in the, the heat of competition, you you want to go to the things that you know work, right? And and or that have worked. Um, and, and when you're making those adjustments that you don't necessarily believe in 100%, you know, it's hard to buy into those things sometimes. So that could be why they're they're struggling a little bit. Maybe they're making an adjustment that that uh, you know they haven't really fully bought into yet. You know. Um, you know, and, and two, like you said, I mean, you don't, as you get older, you don't have that 97, 98 in your back pocket like you once did, especially those guys. So, you know, to, to rear back and, and, I mean, they're still throwing hard. They're still, you know, doing well with their stuff. So, uh, like, I, I mean, I imagine it's just a little bit of confidence, a little bit of kind of getting their feet under them and, and, and get, uh, get rolling a little bit. You know, when you say maybe you don't buy into some of the changes that you're making, is that because people in the organization, 
coaches, pitching coaches, what have you, are starting to tinker with your mechanics, your delivery, your approach, and you're trying to listen to them, but maybe you're not comfortable? Is is that when that kind of resistance happens? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on what you're, you know, maybe it's a pitch that you haven't thrown a lot uh, and, and had necessarily good success or, or as good a success as, say, you know, like a Verlander with his curveball or uh, Scherzer with his changeup. You know, like it, it could be, um, you know, that they want them to use their slider more and they're just not as comfortable with that. You know, I mean, it, it just could be a, it could be a number of things. You know, as you get older, your body doesn't work like it once, once used to. Um, you know, it could be a physical thing. I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to, you know, I, I haven't seen them pitch enough to really kind of break down what's going on. And, and, you know, I haven't really paid attention to, to give a fair assessment on what, what they, uh, what they're going through. But, um, you know, like I said, I'm sure they'll be fine. They're veterans. They've done it a long time. Uh, they've made adjustments before in their career. Uh, you know, I, I think, like I, like I said earlier, I think by the end of the year, they'll be just fine. John Lester joins us this morning on the show. You battled the American League East with good teams, including the Yankees. But how about this Rays team? It seems like forever they've done more with less. And once again, they're leading the league in wins with 48. And we're now into mid-June. What's your assessment on how the Rays continually do this with such a, a thrifty payroll? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if people knew how they how they did it, they would uh, probably have the same formula as them. Um, you know, they've been doing it for a long time. I mean, I know they started out not so great, but, you know, there were some tough teams that we played against in the East there for a few years. And, um, you know, they continue to put products out there. And uh, I, I don't know how they do it. They got, they got an exciting team. Yeah, they got power. They got speed. They got defense. Um, you know, obviously their pitching is, is really – it's really good. So I, I don't know. I don't know how they, they, they find these these guys uh, more often than not, and they, they put a good product on the field. You've got this awesome golf event coming up, the American Century Championship at Edgewood Tahoe Golf Course in South Lake Tahoe coming up here later on in July. And I'm wondering, on the course, preferred drink for John Lester, is it a beer or a spiked seltzer? <laughs> uh uh, more times than not, actually, I would say probably all the time, it's it's uh, Miller Lite. Um, you know, I just, uh, I'm not a big seltzer guy. I mean, I'll, I'll drink them on the beach or whatever, but we're at a lake. But more times than not, you'll see a Miller Lite in my hand. So you're a guy after my own heart here. I love an ice-cold Miller Lite, especially on the course. And you know, the spike seltzers, they feel a little too sweet to me. Like, there's only so many I could drink there where, you know, a, a light beer, you can crush them all day long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the seltzers is good for kind of a mix-up, you know, type deal. But, yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be Miller Lite. So, really, the seltzer's a little bit like your off-speed stuff. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good way to describe it. Okay. So, this this event always has some awesome people involved, former athletes, celebrities, guys you played with as well, a lot of baseball players from your era. What do you enjoy most when you, when you go to Tahoe and you play in the American Century Championship? Man, I mean, Tahoe is such a beautiful place. Um, I got to go. I went as a kid just briefly. I uh, had a, a baseball tournament in Reno, and we went to Tahoe for the day. And uh, you know, So I didn't really get to fully enjoy 
the, the how beautiful it is. Um, you know, so our, our first time going out there as a family last year was great. It was an awesome vacation, and then to add the golf, and like you said, I get to see I get to see guys that that I played against, played with. Um, you know, the, it, Tahoe is, is is really cool too because it's it's so diverse as far as uh, the athletes. You know, so you get get a lot of football guys. I know there's some some big football names there this year. Um, you know, you get the actor side. Um, and, and you get some musicians out there too, so you get you get kind of the full array of people, which is really cool because then you get to meet, you know, meet these new people that you normally in a in a, I guess in a normal setting wouldn't get to get to be around. So that's fun, and then obviously the golf. I mean, they, the golf is is uh, you know why we're all there, and, and it, it's a lot of fun to get that competition, get those juices flowing again, and and uh, try to play good golf. Yeah, John Smoltz, Mark Mulder, yourself, Derek Lowe, David Wells, all elite baseball players. Then football-wise, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Josh Allen, John Elway, Jerry Rice. you got a ton of football players. Barkley's going to be in there, Steph Curry. So basketball players as well. So like you said, diversity of the athletes. And they're going to have big galleries, over 50,000 expected, so you can go and check it out. Plus, you can watch at NBC. This is July 14th, 15th, and 16th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the American Century Championship at Edgewood Tahoe Golf Course in South Lake Tahoe coming up next month. John, appreciate the time this morning. Hit him straight. Looking forward to the tournament. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. John Lester joining us this morning here on the show. Always good to uh, talk a little baseball now that we're kind of transitioning out of basketball, NBA Finals, at a hockey Stanley Cup final. And now we got baseball on the docket and football OTAs are here. Before you know, we'll have NFL camps, college football, summer football camp, and away we go. By the way, we have some amazing efforts being put together for this Bob's Bar show. And people are coming from all walks of life, all dotting the map across the country. Are we definite that... Unlike Dana Mechanicsburg last year, nobody's sleeping anywhere at the Moraz household. I just think, you know, if you say yes to one this year, you have to say yes to all. Right. And with impending storms in the afternoon, it's just going to create an ugly can of worms. So we prefer you get your sleep beforehand. And if you are going to sleep on the premises, Probably go back to the car, catch a cat nap, come back. Exactly. Yeah, and we have um, family, family, friends traveling in from near and far as well for this event. So they're going to have to take a little priority on some of the couches and stuff. Some from Florida are making the chance up. We'll see if they get to oil boil at all. Really? Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a lot happening here. Wow. So we have family coming. Yeah. I There is, I mean, the town's a buzz. I mean, it is, you can't even get a motel room right now. <laughs> no, you no, you can't. No, you can't. No, There's can't. only four, so they go fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're at an hourly rate, but nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to catch what Pete has, book a room right, for an yeah. hour. Especially yes. where Caserta stayed last year. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think ends up being the biggest performer station-wise? So somebody that works at CBS Sports Radio, who walks out of that as the king for the day? Caserta last year Boyle. was king for the day. You think Boyle? Boyle, first of all, he's going to be the one with his shirt off at some point getting pecked up, oiled up. Um, and I think he's going to be, especially with the Canadian bacon stuff, I feel like he's somebody people are going to be most anxious to meet and talk to. Gelb's going to try hard, though. 
Yeah, I'm I'm interested in the Gelb role here. You know, parking cars, he's being treated as a peasant at the door. I'm interested how this, you know. In costume. Yeah. In costume. Really good at inserting himself, knows the show. He's going to play the room once the cars are parked. Dressed. Schwartz is making an appearance again. Mm. Oh, yeah. And there's an event involving Schwartz that we're not going to, I guess, unveil now, but there's an event <laughs> involving Schwartz. Uh, yes. Yeah, and I think there's a potential that we walk out of this thing. That was the best moment of the day. Really? At least I, as it says right now, it might be. It's one of two moments I'm most looking forward to. Did you guys have back in school, I don't know if it was event day. Field but day. Field day, yeah, with a, a series of games out in the, yes. the on the football field or the soccer field and the egg races. Yep. or I think we're going to do one of these like a field day event with Schwartz. Is this something different than what I talked to you about? No. You oh, what I'm to- yeah, similar. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, chance to draw draw. I, I believe this event involving Schwartz will be something you've never seen are, before. I can are, say that. Are we testing the integrity of his new hip? I'm, yeah. I don't want to tease anything Seems for Seems like it, for what you, you've described. This, I guarantee, will be something you have never, ever, ever seen before in your life will take place at Bob's Bar, thanks to Schwartz. And... I wonder if there's any type of um, awkward moments like last year's Shep and Schwartz moment. Do you think we have the potential for any conflict? Do we know where Jack Stern's going to be Friday morning? Yeah, we. Well, I would say this. We can't disinvite anybody. Right. No, no, no. I would just say this. When you have that many different people and different personalities, the unknown of conflict always exists. It could be Pete and a listener. It could be moist pork and a porkette. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be Schwartz or and Shep. Yeah. Are the pork butts going to fight the kind sirs at some point? Oh, yeah. That's right. happening. yeah. A shoo-be-doo. Ba-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> oh, little switchblades. <laughs> the chest versus the shark. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. West Babylon side story. Yeah. <laughs> I bought all my kind sirs little pocket combs so we can fix our hair before we fight. <laughs> Like the greasers. They walk into the room snapping like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Snapping. Snapping. Okay, we have our final headline. Sponsored by HelloFresh. Shake up dinner time with HelloFresh. With 40 weekly recipe options, there is always something new to try. Get 16 free meals plus free shipping with code SKATE16 at HelloFresh.com slash SKATE16. Two Knights and two South Florida teams watching the other guy win the title. First, the Heat, now the Panthers. Nine three losers in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final in Vegas. They were the last team in the bracket. They faced the record-setting Bruins in Round 1, but still found themselves playing for the Cup, and head coach Paul Maurice appreciates that. They gave me a great year of, of my life. Right At 56, you're going on. I don't have 40 left, I don't think, based on... Based on the way I look right now, um, it was a wonderful gift from those players, those men, to, to the coaching staff. We really, truly enjoyed our, our lives this year. He made the line of how he looks taking what sounded like a huge puff of a cigarette as well. I don't think that's what it was. But it was like, I look like crap. I got to cut down to this habit. <laughs> uh, last night, Matthew Kachuk did not play after breaking his sternum in game three. He suited up for game four, but needed help getting dressed for that game and then felt worse afterwards, so did not go last night. As for the Knights, 
They win their first cup, becoming the 21st active franchise with one, and they do it in year six, the fastest by a true expansion team in league history, but the fastest, or not the fastest, I should say, across the four major leagues. The 71 Bucks won the NBA crown in their third year. The Diamondbacks and Marlins won the World Series in years four and five, respectively. Our dear friend Jonathan Marcheseau sauced his resume with the Conn Smythe Trophy as playoff MVP. He scored 13 goals added a 12th assist last night. Free agent wideout DeAndre Hopkins expected in Foxborough today. He has already spent 24 hours this week with the Titans, leaving Nashville without an offer. The Subway Series began last night with the Mets racing to a 5-1 lead on the Yankees, but then Max Scherzer allowed five runs in the fourth, pulled before the inning ended. I got to be better tonight. You can put the camera right on me. I, uh, you know, I got to be better. At least he didn't guarantee a five-oinker pregame. Uh, the Yankees won that one <laughs> seven six. The Mets have now lost nine of ten, and reliever Drew Smith headed for a ten-game suspension after being ejected last night for sticky hands. So between him, Scherzer, and Domingo Herman, New York baseball has cornered the market on illegal hands. And all of them think they got screwed. I mean, Drew Smith was like legitimately shocked on the field last night. He didn't even throw a pick. He asked other people to check his hands because he didn't trust the umpires. And and the umpire saying this is the stickiest hand. We got to stop saying this. This is the go-to line now. Not everything can be the stickiest hand you've ever felt every time you hear this. Right. Yeah, this, I don't know. This seems like we've tip the scales into stupidity realm of people getting tossed for stickiness. Uh, last thing here, the Giants, 11-3 winners in St. Louis last night. Keaton Wynn made his big league debut, throwing the final four innings for the save. Wynn is from a town in Iowa with less than 200 people. Wow. Last night, his big league debut, he pitched in it the first time he had ever been at a major league game. Wow. wow. How about that? Wow. Wynn can't lose. It's not funny. <laughs> That is a great stat. The first time he's ever been to a major league game, he was in it. He was in it. It's awesome. Let's get stunned. Let's get stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. DA demanded it. It's the crazy alien story from Vegas. Uh, I didn't realize this actually happened April 30th. We're only finding out about it now. Multiple people in multiple states called 911 this night saying they saw a green-lit object falling from the sky. There is police body cam footage from officers responding to a separate incident that shows this thing falling out of the sky. And then there's the body cam footage from the officers who responded to a 911 call that night from a Vegas family who said they heard and felt the crash and then saw two roughly 10-foot non-human beings in Mm. their backyard. And the way you're supposed to see aliens, tall, big eyes and whatnot. The police on the video came actually said to themselves in the car, I'm really nervous to go investigate this. Wow. But they found no evidence of anything that night. The case, I guess, is officially closed. There has been other footage purporting uh, purporting to to show these aliens, but that's kind of been debunked. That footage is pretty sketchy. Yes, but the bottom line is a lot of people saw and heard this thing fall from the sky, so something happened this night in in the Las Vegas area. So something fell into somebody's backyard, 
but there was no remains of what fell. No, there was a drone shot of like a like a, a dent, a hole in some in the backyard, but nothing can be confirmed as real. So that's something. I mean, an alien spaceship may have crashed in Vegas. Remember, not far from Area 51, but the alien technology is it can disappear. Yeah, it evaporates, it self-destructs, no nothing left. And that the aliens were trying to hide, but there was a lot of them, observers said, and then suddenly there was only two of them that, that, that maybe they could disappear as well. Or one of them said, I was frozen, like right. my muscles were frozen, I couldn't walk closer. But he could walk away. He said he could, if I backed up, I, I, I could get away from it, but I couldn't, at, some, oh. at a certain point, I couldn't get closer. That maybe they have some type of ray or energy field, field where it, it, it causes I, your muscles, you can't get close enough. This is as close as you've got me to like firmly believe we've had something happen. I, I find this one very tough to reject. Very tough. I do too. I do too. Be because there's a lot of people, and they kept, they've gone back to this person's house to keep investigating them and question them four different times. And yes. they're like, these people are not up to a hoax. Like, there's no end game for them, apparently. Right. They and just they've, they've apparently installed cameras in the area too to see if anything, like, comes out of hiding or comes back to retrieve something. I, so they're believing it to a certain extent, but they've, there's no evidence of anything of a crashed object, nothing. But so people in multiple states saw something in the sky that night. Something happened. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic we dial back two years ago to the first Bob's Bar show and the chaos. We felt bad for Maresh because he was picked last so many times uh -huh. that we ended up having the teachers pick the teams just so Maresh could feel what it was like to... <laughs> It's a hundred years ago you're talking about. Things have changed. Well, you know, come up first and stand in front of the class. So it's uh, it's been a long time, but it's been it's still in place, the Marash Law. So we'll okay. go out to class one day and say, hey, what do you want to do? You want to let the kids pick this or you want to use the Marash Law? So um, he left his uh, mark on it, not for his athleticism, but yeah. for the couple of rule changes that we had to make. <laughs> Can we get one really loud, really aggressive, having a good time? We're having a good time, having a good time. Bob's bar is alive. There was an anecdote, though, that, that pulled that loyalty into question at a wedding a number of years ago, and that you had blamed something on him. I'm very sad to say that that is a true story. And this bacon and eggs cooking, DA, so we might get act two here soon. So, no, 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 no. so at the wedding, something happened. <laughs> it smelled stinky. Cleared the, the dance, dance floor. Dance floor cleared. And you said it must be my son. I, 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 I had to. You know, when you dance and you jiggle and you just sometimes just can't help yourself. <laughs> Epic fail, you loser. Yeah. Is why you fail. Epic fail. It's awesome that even Miraz's mom talks in sound bites and gray drops. Sometimes you're dancing and jiggling, you just can't help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that was when Nancy admitted to the fart heard around the world many moons ago. I mean, Bob's Bar 1 had it all. Bob's Bar 2 up the ante. Bob's Bar 3 coming up here on Friday is just going to be next level ridiculous. So if you can make it, please do. If you can't, please watch.
because it is going to be a circus for all. Okay, that'll do it for us this morning here on the show. Thanks to Sean Mraz, executive producer. Thanks to Carlos with a K Ortiz of the Wheels of Steel. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA, and Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Tomorrow, we'll finish off our countdown to Bob's Bar on Friday morning. So be good and be good to one another. We will see you then. I'm DA, and the mothership disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.